Next Friday at the Penny Lane Music Emporium will be a workshop and concert by the John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project. It's a trio coming down to South Florida. Tristan Scoggins, guitar and mandolin, Adam Hurt on banjo, and my guest right now, Megan Lynch-Chowning. Megan, welcome to Folk and Acoustic Music and WLRN. Thank you. It is a delight to be here. Now, uh, next Friday will be a workshop as well as a concert. Uh, are, I guess you're going around the country with, with the John Hartford Project. We have, and we I, I will say we haven't done as many shows as we all three would like, but we all three have these sort of separate music careers, and so we just get together as often as we can and go out and play and and even more significantly teach these tunes and try to get them out into the world. The John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project uh, is an album, a Grammy-nominated album, with a whole bunch of guests, a whole bunch of artists. It sounds like a, a very exciting project. And John Hartford is, is an, an amazing man who, who passed away, I guess, uh, a, a, a little while ago. When did you first hear John Hartford? <laughs> I, I wish I would have fed you this question because it's a good one. Um, I, when I was 11 years old, so I'm 48 now. So this was mid eighties, a friend of the family uh, suggested, I grew up in Northern California and he suggested that my mom let his family take me up to the Strawberry Music Festival because I'd already been playing the fiddle for most of my life and that I needed to see John Hartford. He wanted me to check out John Hartford. And I had been playing Texas style fiddle and Western swing and a little bit of bluegrass, that kind of thing. Not too much old time or anything like that. So we get to the festival, look at the schedule. We get there. I go to the stage where John Hartford is and this very odd looking man with a funny hat is dancing and playing the fiddle solo and singing weird songs. I listened to two songs and I was out of there. I was like, what is happening? And then I saw that Newgrass Revival was playing over on the main stage and I went over there and that's where you could find me the whole rest of the weekend. So I first was exposed to John Hartford live for exactly two songs. That was it. Now, I will tell you, when I started in this project, uh, I told that story on stage and about three quarters of the way through realized that John's daughter, who has given us her blessing on this whole project, was sitting out there and I thought, oh no, this sounds horrible. So I get done and I get into my car and I see a text on my phone and I look at my phone and she said, that's okay. I thought my dad was weird too. <laughs> well, you know, he was very weird. Uh, when, yeah. you listen, when you listen to his recordings, I mean, he, his brain does not work like other folks' brains. Uh, I want to play a song no. called uh, Don't Leave Your Records Out in the Sun. He, oh, a great, great song. But quirky, quirky at best. I mean, just so... His lyrical sensibility was so odd. And now one of the things about our show, Tristan Scroggins, our mandolin player, he spent over two years archiving for John's family all of his three by five index cards that he filed everything on and on. So Tristan has seen pretty much everything John has ever written or drawn or whatever. And boy, can he tell you, you think you think what he recorded was weird. Some he just it was a constant brain output of quirky and odd 
thoughts and ideas and images. And so it it's like a circus, you know, being involved in, in all of these tunes. It's fantastic. I'm speaking with Megan Lynch Chowning, who's going to be in town with the John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project on Friday at Penny Lane Music Emporium in Fort Lauderdale. And we're enjoying John Hartford. We didn't mention yet that he was a writer for the Smothers Brothers show and the Glenn Campbell uh, program that replaced that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned that he enjoys dancing while he's also playing music and singing. Yes. I saw him once, and after the show, when he was signing autographs, there were so many people who wanted autographs, he had a pen in both hands doing two <laughs> autographs at the same time. That doesn't surprise me. That's the way his brain is. I'm, I have no doubt that he could write or draw or do anything he wanted with probably his feet, both hands, whatever. You know, he... We um, we have this bumper sticker um, that his daughter had made up that's a drawing. You know, when you play an instrument, you have your standard musical notation, and then you have what we call tablature, right, which is sort of a shorthand of doing standard notation. Well, he invented a a system called footlature, which is a a series of the steps that he used when he danced, and he drew it all out. And, you know, it's, it's really, this project has been an incredible gift as a fiddle player and a fiddle teacher, which is what I do with my whole life. It's been an incredible gift because what what this project is about is about the last 20 years of John Hartford's life. He was diagnosed with cancer 20 years before he died, and he's now been gone a little over 20 years. So about 40 years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he just kind of took a turn in his passions, in his, you know, what, what made him tick, and he pretty much set the banjo down. He would still play it for some live shows and things, but he he followed his obsession with the fiddle and he traveled around. He interviewed other fiddle players. He went to concerts. He showed up at jam sessions. He was all over the place. And in fact, on YouTube, you can still find a few of these jam sessions from that time period. And that's when he started to write these fiddle tunes. And he never he did not know how to read standard notation. And so he had a friend of his who helped him with that. And so part of these fiddle tunes, writing these tunes was an exercise in learning how to write standard notation. He wanted to learn. And so, you know, some of the waltzes are in the wrong time signature and some of the bar lines don't go in the right spot, you know, when you look at all of them. But that was part of his journey, part of his process. And so when he died, his family found that he had written over 2,000 original fiddle tunes that no one had ever seen. People did not know he was doing this. There were a few that he would put on some albums here and there. And he did an, uh, a tribute to Ed Haley, the great old time fiddler, Ed Haley. So people knew he was doing fiddle stuff. They had no idea about this entire collection. And so his daughter, who had not really grown up with him um, when she was younger, her relationship with him began in that time period when he was sick. And so she has felt that putting these fiddle tunes out in the world is her tribute to her dad, because that's when their relationship really began to grow and blossom and they got to know each other. And so she, she and this other fiddler friend of ours, Matt Combs uh, chose 176 of the tunes, made a book and that includes stories and interviews and the tunes actually in John's handwriting, exactly as he had them in those spiral bound notebooks. And then the album was 17 tunes chosen from the book. 
And it did get nominated for a Grammy, which was really, really exciting. And we are working on volume two already. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Just so much. John Hartford, long after he's gone, still more material than most people put out in a lifetime, you know? I'm speaking with Megan Lynch Chowning, who's uh, the fiddle player, who's going to be in town next Friday at the Penny Lane Music Emporium for a concert uh, at 730 uh, with the John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project and also giving a workshop in the afternoon at 4 p.m. Well, tell me about John Hartford's music. Uh, his his style of playing is different. People say he's bluegrass. I don't really think he's bluegrass, but how would you describe his playing? I think you're right. I think, you know, of course, with any internet forum you want to go on, the um, main topic is what is bluegrass anyway? We call it the Wibba argument, right? But... All that to say, John Hartford, so many people call him the the godfather of new grass and and things like that. And that's because he was boundaryless. He was fascinated by fiddle players of all stripes. He's got some that are Irish tinged. He's got some that have a classical feel to them. Some that are just straight old time. It's, It's all of it. John Hartford had an obsession with the Mississippi River. And he oh, was also a captain on uh, a riverboat. He got his riverboat yes. license. Uh, uh, how much did that music influence of the riverboats have to do with the development of John's music? There's no way you can separate the two. First of all, just even simply in the titles, many of the titles have boat references. And it, it's funny because uh, one of the tunes I think that you might be playing um, that's on our record, the the Fiddle Tune Project Volume 1 is called Just Enough Room to Turn Around. Now, I immediately thought about being in a tour bus, you know, and, you know, trying to get out of the Walmart parking lot or whatever. But Tristan Scroggins, my bandmate, said, I think this is a riverboat. I think this is a barge or a riverboat, you know, trying to get around in the Cumberland River or where, you know. I thought, oh, well, of course. Now, if you go, the, the Hartford's Mammoth Collection book, which has the 176 tunes, You'll see that for every single tune he wrote, he gave it a title and also a location where it was written. Sometimes it's latitude and longitude. Sometimes it's a town. Sometimes, But many of them were written sitting in his home, which sat on the Cumberland River here in Nashville, Tennessee, or Madison, Tennessee, to be specific. And he had this portico up at the very top where he could sit and look out at the Cumberland and watch the barges go by and things. I would say over 50% of those tunes were written right there at the top of that house looking at those at those boats. And there's no way that his lyrical content talks so much about boats. There's no way that melodically he's not thinking about the movement of the boats on the river because that's just it's just so obvious in the way that they sound and also in the clues that he left us, you know, in the titles and things. Well, you said he's written over 2000 tunes. Mm-hmm. Is it difficult to write an original tune? I have, listen, I like I said, I'm 48. I've been playing the fiddle for 44 of those years. I've written 12 tunes, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, or thereabouts. So, but John Hartford never did anything in the amounts that normal people do things, you know? Um, he lived so big and his his he was so prolific in every way. I truly can't imagine. So we do probably 15 to 20 tunes in the show. 
We also sing some of his original uh, songs because we know people in you know can't can't always do two hours of straight fiddle tunes. So we we bring some some of the more obscure songs to the show. But these are good tunes. These are good tunes. These are tunes that if I had written one of them, I would be delighted. There's 20 good ones. There's 150 good ones there. Now, are all 2000 good? No, <laughs> they're not. They're not all winners. But but it's it is truly a, a magnificent thing. And what you can see in the tunes is his curiosity coming up because he says you can see him saying to himself, I want an Irish tune. What do Irish tunes sound like? And he, you can see him just sort of wrestling with the melodic ideas or putting it in a minor key or those kinds of things. And it's it's absolutely fascinating to play them. I'm on the phone with Megan Lynch Chowning talking about the John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project, which will be in town next Friday. Going to be a workshop in the afternoon at 4 o'clock at the Penny Lane Music Emporium in Fort Lauderdale. And that evening at 7.30, the concert with uh, Tristan Scoggins on guitar and mandolin, Adam Hurt, Club Hammer of Banjo, and Megan Lynch Chowning on fiddle. Megan, I want to play a song from the Grammy-nominated John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project that we talked about, Just Enough Room to Turn Around. It's featuring you on fiddle and Allison Brown on banjo. What? Allison Brown is another legend in the business. What was it like playing with Allison Brown? Let me tell you, I have been intimidated by Alison Brown my entire working life. I I just, I admire her playing so much. And of course, I also admire her because she is a label owner as a woman in this town. That's a very rare thing. She owns Compass Records and she puts out incredible music. She has a wonderful ear. And so when Matt Combs, who produced uh, Volume 1, mentioned to Tristan and me, we said, oh, we're going to do just enough room to turn around. He said, great. I'm thinking about putting Allison on it. And my heart started racing a little bit. So here's what happened. The very night before, I think I thought Matt was going to send her kind of a demo of the tune and Matt thought I was going to do it. So we were going to meet on, you know, Monday, 10 a.m. to record. Sunday at like 10 p.m., I get a text from Matt and he says, did you send the track to Allison? And I said, no, did you? And he said, no. And I I said, oh, I'll I'll do it, you know, blah, blah. So we get there. So for about five minutes, I knew more than Allison Brown (laughs) about something that was happening. And it was the most exciting thing that ever happened to me. Now, five minutes into it, she picked it up. She played it so beautifully. And that that moment was fleeting and it was over. But uh, she was so gracious and, and so talented. But to watch her work was a, just a joy. And just this, a joy. this song is just, it's it's just a fun song. It, it Was it yeah. as fun to play as well? Oh, absolutely. And the fingerings are a little tricky. I've often thought that John Hartford did not have a fiddle in hand when he was writing some of these things because some of them are a little bit on the impossible side and you kind of have to tweak it a little bit, some of the fingers, but when you get it down and you can kind of get the sense of what he was going for, oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's super fun. Megan, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I hope to see everybody bring all your instruments. We're teaching fiddle, guitar, mandolin, and banjo. And we're going to teach you some John Hartford tunes. uh, And we're just hoping to see everybody. Penny Lane Music Emporium is in Fort Lauderdale, 3038 North Federal Highway. There is a workshop in the afternoon at 4, concert at 730 next Friday evening. Information 954 
Here is from the John Hartford Fiddle Tune Project, Just Enough Room to Turn Around. <laughs> 